0: Welcome
1: to Forever Blue Shirts Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us today. You might have heard us this morning or last night, depending on when you listen to our show, or even maybe tomorrow. But we just had to come back and do this episode because, wow, one move has seemingly lit the New York Rangers Twitter world on fire, lit New York Rangers news on fire. And no one has been able to agree on anything over the past, like, two hours now. And that one move is the New York Rangers seemingly not so good decision to buy out the last two years on Kevin Shattenkirk's deal that he signed two years ago. Um, This was the move that many were saying was the last resort, that many were saying was the, the move that they really, really should not have done. And looking at it right now. Oh man, I do not like this. I I really don't I really don't like this. And yes, before we begin, the one positive here for me and Kevin go down the rabbit hole. The one positive here is that the Rangers do save about a little over six million in cap this year. So Lemieux and D'Angelo will get under the cap and this year is okay. Now we get into why this is not (laughs) good. And the reason this is not good. Well, I'm going to let Kevin start here. Kevin, why why are people upset at this, and why do they have every right to be upset at this?
2: Next year, you have to basically just take this whole cap hit. And yes, this is the last resort. Kevin Shattenkirk was making the most out of these defensemen that we wanted away. Brendan Smith looked like the more reasonable option. You know, even you know Mark Stahl looked like a more reasonable option, but the problem was they're both left-handed defensemen. But the biggest thing here is now it seems like Chris Kreider is probably gonna it's gonna make it seem like he's gonna stay. But I can tell you why that's not gonna happen. The Rangers are currently over the cap. They were over the cap to begin with. This six million dollars doesn't do enough, especially next year, even though close to I think it's 17 million is coming off the forward group next year. If it stays the same now. If Kreider Nemestikov, Strom, Lemieux, all these guys, they're all gone. You get $14 million back in cap, but you're still hit with the Shatten Kirk. You're still hit with all of these things that you just don't want to happen. It was a very long it was a very big last resort, but this doesn't mean that the Chris Kreider is here to stay. It could just mean that there's too many defensemen. They could say, look, we really want Adam Fox here. We need to give him good minutes. Uh we really want to re-sign Tony D'Angelo, but that we can't do that if Kevin Shattenkirk did too many defenses. So pick your poison. No matter what, no one wanted Kevin Shattenkirk bought out. We might have wanted him off the team, but we didn't want him bought out. At least Absolutely. not yet. Also, and, on a personal oh, note, more for Kevin oh. Shattenkirk. It sucks. He took a team friendly deal. He could have gotten a lot more in the open market if he decided. He just to- had a child. He ju- that's that's what I was gonna yeah. say. He just, just had, a, had a, child a child a month ago, and and now you have to basically tell your wife, oh, we're not staying in New York. You can't. You can't. You can't. You, you're, no, not no, no, you're not going to the Devils. You're not going to the Islanders. You, you have to go somewhere completely different, or are you just take a year off, which sucks. It's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, brutal. And the
1: worst part is um, I saw on Twitter that if they just stuck it out for one more year, Kevin Shattenkirk in the last year of his deal, the base salary was only going to be around $2 million. So someone that he would have been much more tradable in year four.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, you said about the hand in this, stick Kevin Shattenkirk, left side, third pair. I don't, I don't get these, yeah.
2: these people yeah. like, oh, he's a left-handed, right-handed shot. They have to play this side or you can't have too many. It's like, I understand it makes the position easier, but that's not impossible. It's not impossible. And you know what? It's, it's
1: frustrating
2: because it seems the decisions – to hold on to
1: March Stall and hold on to Dan Girardi, keep hurting this franchise years and years down the road. I mean, yes, Dan Girardi's been gone for a while, but we still have the dead cap from him on the books. Now you're going to have dead cap from Shattenkirk and that 6 million p- bit of dead cap in 2020, 2021. And it seems those decisions to go with Strawman and to, to let Strawman go and let Yandel go and keep guys like Stall and Girardi are really still killing this team years down the line. And you know what? After a summer where Gordon has done nothing but good things in signing Artemi Panarin to lessen market value, getting Capo Caco, um, trading for Adam Fox, trading for Jacob Truba, all of these good moves. But this is a shocker. It's it's brutal. It's brutal because you, you buy out a guy who you could arguably put on your third or maybe even second pair on his opposite pairing side. It's not ideal, but you stick with it. And what they're doing right now, what they're saying to me is that why Why is Brendan Smith still part of this organization? Why is, like, uh, Mark Stahl, guy's been a warrior his whole career. But, yeah. man,
2: why? Injuries why? take a toll. You can't yeah, say that. Why? Uh, significant eye injuries. Like, he literally, like, he couldn't see for the longest time because he got hit in the eye. And then you expect him to be perfectly fine. Uh, uh, people jump on these guys so quickly when they're doing bad. But you forget how great of a player Mark Stahl was. He went 18th overall it's not a fluke. Like, obviously we had flukes in the past, but Mark Stahl was a first round pick. He was good for this organization. He was a career Ranger. He didn't decide to go anywhere else. And he stuck through it through all the trade rumors, through all that crap. But I I look at it this way. There has to be a corresponding move to this. It's not just a buyout of Kevin Shattenkirk. There has to be something along the lines of either as much as I hate to say this, Re, uh, extending Chris Kreider, you know, maybe possibly trading Kreider and taking back a bad contract. What I was telling you before, Russ, but you know that's not likely to happen. But it, it you know, we we're gonna see Smith buried. Bolesky's gonna be buried. You're gonna, that's a couple million off the books. But it's just it depends. It's just it's it's a huge it's a huge upsetting situation. And the worst part about it was no, nobody knew that the 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 deadline didn't start
1: yet yeah it was weird like, how weird. do you
2: how, how do you not know this like I get that the Rangers play everything close to the vest but you're a reporter you were paid to report on the New York Rangers and you all got it wrong and everybody you know got it wrong
1: these conflicting reports about the buyout times and you know all these commotion that's been going on it's just look there were I feel like there were easier ways out of this and you know I might get some flack for saying this on Twitter but look you should have traded Vlad the call for pennies on the dollar if it really wasn't coming to it. Yeah. You should have looked at what Ryan Stroman, his really high shooting percentage, was doing for you. Dude, if there's no way out, don't buy out the guy that's going to give you $6 million in dead cap space in 2020-2021, which many are saying was supposed to be the first year where this team could start really doing some work because a yeah. lot of deals come off the books. This is
2: the thing. He could don't have stayed in the Raptors, too. He could have yeah, just yeah. – he could have been scratched. This could have been a motivator. He could have just had a down year. Even the year where he was – like he missed half the season because of a leg injury, he still posted more – almost the same amount of power play points than our next best player. I, fr- I forgot who it was. Was it uh... – You have to look at the Crap, power Now play I draft. can't remember. No, I, oh, yeah, I was no, looking it up okay. the other day yeah. to write an article, and whoever got the most power play points only beat Shattenkirk out by two points. And shankirk, shankirk missed half the season, so he had an off year. He, he's not good as defensively as Mark Stahl, even though Mark Stahl is a, is a train wreck well, now. Not anymore. I would say not he's anymore better
1: than Mark Stahl defensively now. But point but being I don't the whole the core was
2: crap. But wait, we, we also have to address the problem here, like. Ruff is still, Ruff still has a job,
1: yeah. But no, man, that's a whole nother can of worms, man. But I'm just saying, if
2: if you really want to look at it, let's just you see before Kevin Shattenkirk came how good he was for the Capitals and the Blues, and it's just it it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's just like, why are you buying out the one guy that actually wanted to be here? And you really got a
1: feel for Kevin Shattenkirk, like we were saying. Like, remember, two summers ago, we were all thrilled. You know, took a discount, coming home, playing for New York, and he's just injuries and inconsistent play. And it just really, really has not worked out. And, you know, you feel for him in that regard. But to me, there were just so many other moves the Rangers could have done here. Trade Vlad for pennies on dollar. And, yes, that might sound nuts, but sometimes this is what you have to do to get under the cap. You have to trade guys. And, look, sometimes you got to make some dumps. Sometimes you have to do it. And even if they ate a little bit of the Mexican salary, I'm sure something could have been reached somewhere. But why the nuclear option? Because, you know, people say, oh, yeah, it saves a lot this year. And you're right. It does save a lot this year. That is a that's a That's a huge plus for this coming season. But this isn't the season where we're going to compete. And you know no. what? The fact that they bought Kevin Shattenkirk out, that says a lot of things too. And what that says to me is that Gordon has a whole lot of faith in Adam Fox and a whole lot of faith in Tony D'Angelo this upcoming season. Because now, behind Jacob Truba. It's the Adam Fox and Tony D'Angelo show on the right side and the left side. The left side is even more of a question mark because you have Brady Shea and then Mark Stahl is probably going to get a spot there. Do you, do you have Libor Hayek
2: here? Do you have uh, Rykov? Yeah, Rykov. Who knows? It's, it's, who who know? I, I get you had to get rid of defenseman. There was a log jam at defense, but this wasn't the this isn't the solution. It wasn't. But the only reason they I could I could justify the fact that is it, it's just I think Stahl still has his no movement clause right. So you can't bury him. Kevin Schattenkirk had a no movement a mod- clause. I don't
1: know if he has a no movement now or if it's modified. But well, I mean, I think
2: re- it has to be something saying you can't go to you can't. Well, re-
1: regardless, with
2: Mark but Stahl, the only person you could send do down was Smith. So they're still thinking we'd rather take a million than his whole cap, and then we can get rid of all of this. It's just they they still need to be cap compliant. They're just not yet.
1: Aren't they cap compliant now? I mean, barely.
2: They get- barely. They were at, right? I think they were at eighty eight or they were at eighty six. And the I'm cat,
1: pretty sure, at... I'm pretty sure they have the room
2: now. See, we were so that's, unprepared. Like, I could have really looked sure. all this stuff okay. up before and yeah. then had the quick witty, like, ah, it's actually this, but no, it's now I gotta. <laughs> oh, now cap friendly isn't working for me, but
1: Mark Stoll does have a no movement clause through 2020-21. Wow, that is pff, there you wow, go. that is that's oh boy, anyway. If, they, is, if it really
2: did come down to it between Stoll and Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk still makes the most sense, yeah. Because you have Truba, Fox, and D'Angelo. Sure, but still. If, if, it's, if it's purely that right there, that, that makes the most sense. True. But and this is the thing. It's just no one saw this coming. No one did. Even our fearless leader was, was surprised by this. But that's the thing It was rumored like,
1: heavily. Yeah. Hold it they, close they to the best. They fence. pulled the nuclear option. They did the nuclear option. They bought out this asset that's going to cost them. Oh, man. I, I'm really worried for next season, even though a lot is coming off the books the will be off. Strong will be off. I mean, but, man, that, to have six million dead in 2020, 2021, I mean, look, personally, myself, I didn't have Shattenkirk penciled into my opening night defense pairs. So that's – the fact that he's gone this season isn't like – that is not why we're angry here, people. That's not the big message here. We knew Adam Fox was going to get the big minutes this year. You know Tony D was going to get looked at, at this year. You know Jacob Trouba is going to be number one on that right side. And you knew there was going to be a battle with the rookies for stuff on the left side this year. And you knew Brady Shea was going to be counted on to have bounced back here. That's not the issue here. That is not the issue here. Now, Kevin Chanker was not going to be a regular in this lineup. The issue here is that you want to have cap flexibility going forward, especially while guys like Kako and Crabs over on the ELCs. Okay? This is what you need to capitalize on. This is These are the things you have to do. Now, important thing here. Um, the 2008 NHL draft. Number one, Steven Stamkos. He was on ELC. The Lightning tried really hard to go for it while he was on the ELC. Didn't work out, but they did everything they could to try. Remember, the Lightning got extremely close in 2011 and bombed out, but they came really close. Now, first overall pick, 2009, Tavares. ELC. I just didn't really try to go. I mean, they tried, but it didn't really work out. Point being, though, when you have a guy or when you have top guys on these ELCs, look what the Toronto Maple Leafs are doing right now. Look at what they yeah. tried to do. Now it's getting expensive for them, and you see the issues you run into. You, you Matthews, also... Marner, Nylander, they were all on their ELCs recently. Now yeah. they're all getting the raises, and now the Maple Leafs are kind of struggling, but they're making it work. So good for them, Tyson Berry. That's going to be a very nice addition yeah. for them. But point being, when you have these elite guys, and you have these guys in ELCs, and you need to try to make room and fit them in all these issues, yeah. Yeah. having $6 million that you can't use in two years is going to be a
2: problem. It's going to be a big, it, it, big this, this is the thing. This is the thing. The Rangers have time. That's the number one thing. They have three years. Plus, there's the expansion draft, which we're going to lose somebody, which is going to take cap off no matter what. So there's that, too. But I see where you're coming from. But I don't think the Rangers are going for it next year. I don't even think they're going for it in two years fully. I don't think either. The point I was is, trying
1: to make is that you want to have flexibility. No, I understand that. Nice that's, no, no, L- no. You, you, you D- want D- as
2: much D- flexibility because you could have a big-ticket guy. You could have someone that's like, oh, now we have to get him. But, Russell, they just got their big-ticket guys. They got Jacob Truba. They got Artemi Panarin. And now they have their young star in Capo Caco. That's three guys that can make a big difference. And Caco's first deal isn't going to be a blockbuster unless he puts up un- he uh, puts some godly numbers in his first three years, and it's like you have to give him at least twelve million. That's not going to happen. He's not Connor McDavid, he's not, but he's going to get a no, good deal. Gonna he's going to he might get a bridge trends, deal. You never know. What might market happen. trends.
1: No, with CACO, you know they're going to want to lock that. No, off. no, I I know, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. you never
2: know. True. But, but I think of it this way. I think of it this way. Next year, the Rangers know they're probably not going to buy anybody. They're not going to go on the free major, free agent market and get someone crazy because you don't you want you, you won't have any money for anybody.
1: No, I next year next year's going to be more. Don't. There's not going to be like a Panarin like move next year. Next year's going to no, be more about kind of no, seeing where no. they're at and if they have like minor
2: holes they need to fill in certain areas. Which but is they true. might get that fourth line guy. You might you you might lose Jesper Fast. You're right, Russell. It's the nuclear option and no. Who saw this coming? It's just um, amid all of the confusion with the buyout window, with all of like, oh, this might happen. This is not going to happen. Who's going to know what's? It's getting a great off There, it. We got to trust Jeff Gordon and and John Davidson. We have to.
1: I agree with you. Them. Have to. You know what? Gordon and yeah. Davidson have done nothing but you know, have us. You know, they they've instilled faith within all of us in them this off season. and. Every move they've done up to this point, I've been behind. I love the trade for Fox. Even though some would say, even now, I remember at the time, me and Kevin and another group, a lot of our boys back here, and some of them were kind of mad at the price we paid for Fox. But at the same time, when you have the assets, you go for it and you get a guy like that. I wasn't mad about that. I wasn't mad about the Truba trade. I'm still not mad about the Truba contract because that 8 million is going to look great when the cap goes up in a few years. And Truba's on a seven-year deal. You so can't to be get amazing. mad
2: at the Panarin contract because he Absolutely left money not. on the he table.
1: Left, he left money on the table to be a New York Ranger, and you want guys like that on your team. It's just – it's shocking to me that with such – with moves that have positioned them so well for the future that this move is seemingly it, – it seems like they, they kind of didn't know what they were doing at this point. Yeah, And it's kind of it, – it's crazy to me because – I don't believe for a second that there wasn't a buyer out there that didn't want Nemesnikov at $2 million before his contract expired. You can't tell me that there wasn't someone out there that didn't want Ryan Strom well, for you a got little to, less money. I
2: think of it this way. Jeff Gordon is probably trying right. to get back the most he can. It's not the deadline. Guys aren't desperate to get other guys. There's still a lot of RFAs that need to be signed, and if they're not signed, guess what happens? UFA. So yeah. you have to take that into account. Arbitration isn't over yet arbitration is still going on and then we're really going to see some ramped up deals coming soon it's just is it going to be two weeks from now is it going to be a week before you know training camp starts who who knows is is it going to happen in the middle of the traverse city tournament it's just the off season is so much different than you know the free agent period the draft the trade deadline it's who knows what's going to happen it's all about timing and i think Nemestikov is still probably on the table. I'm still, I'm, I'm sure Jeff Gordon is still waiting to for someone like, oh, I need that. I need that guy. He can play all three positions. I need him. Oh, Ryan Strom. He scores good. He scores a lot. Okay, let me take him. It's, it, it depends. Like now, the Rangers have a little bit of cap, a little bit of cap. Even though it's going to go
1: away because Lemieux and D'Angelo need to accept their qualifying arms, which they probably will. Because yep. what are they going to do? It's either that or you sit out. So I'm yep. sure they're going to accept. But to Kevin's point. There's been this has been a very very weird summer for the NHL, and it's been weird because there are still some of the the top players in the NHL are not signed. Brock Besser is not signed right now. Kyle Connor is not signed right now. Patrick, Patrick Lyon, yeah. not signed. Mitch Marner, not signed. Brayden Point, not signed. Miko Rantanen, Matthew Kachuk, Charlie McAvoy, Ivan Provorov, Zach Werenski. A lot of these guys are top top guys on their teams. And they're not signed. So guys like Shattenkirk, who's now a UFA, Jake Gardner, who's still waiting to cash in, and some minor guys are like, what's going on? Well, a lot can't be done right now because teams that might have been trade partners and teams that might be looking at these guys are kind of in a bind.
2: Now, Now, did the NHL Players Association really screw the pooch during the negotiations before the cap.
1: i mean some people it's it's going to come down
2: to that you're going to look back let's say in a couple years and like everything is like this and we're going to keep seeing this trend of rfas and ufas holding out waiting for that big contract is this year going to be that year where it's like oh man this is where we really screwed up we really needed that extra two three four million and it's going to go up every year if you keep telling me whoever keeps telling me Oh, don't worry, the cap's going to go up. Yeah, it goes up every year. That, it, it, it's not like it's going to go down. Teams, the problem is for teams, it didn't go up to 83 this year.
1: If and it, it went up that extra million, it would have been going Yes, it was projected, million, projected it to, to, go to, to, yeah. to go up around 82, 83 the entire season, and the NHL kind of smacked it down and made it 81.5. I believe that's what the cap is at right now, if I'm not mistaken. I believe the cap it is It makes a big difference
2: because if it was at 83, you can get both of those guys signed, and then you – I mean, in this situation, you still buy out Chat Kirk. It's just then you don't have to worry about anything else. Then right. you can keep Cryder if you really want to, and then sell him at the deadline.
1: And I, an idea that has been proposed by some is giving players off their ELCs arbitration rights. Now that's a very interesting thing to look at because guys, because now a lot of this would be resolved. Guys like Ranton Rantanen, Connor, Besser—they they go to arbitration earlier. Yeah, and they go to arbitration. You get a deal from an arbitrator. Um. Maybe for a year, which is typically what the arbitrary does, for maybe a year or two, and which you'd be fair, on your way. Fair. And then yeah, you'd be on your way and a lot of this would be wrapped up. But they don't have those rights this mm-hmm. early in their careers. So I mean, playing devil's advocate here, maybe this is why Namesnikov and Strom and guys like that weren't going anywhere because a lot of potential trade partners are holed up by these RFA deals. Now, back to the original thing here with Kevin Shattenkirk. It just it bothers me that they they felt that a guy like Stahl or a guy like Smith might be of more use to this team this year. When a guy like Shattenkirk, even if he plays on his offhand, on the left side, I would have taken that over Mark Stahl or Brendan Smith. I would you have, have,
2: you I would had Brendan Smith playing the fourth one, line at one point.
1: I know, and even just for one more season, guys, like we said before, one more year, and then Shattenkirk's base salary in 2021 becomes $2 million. That's an easy trade to a contender, or somebody yeah. at that point.
2: And oh, then you don't man. have to worry about eating the cap for the next yeah. year. Even if you do trade him now, I'm going to take 50 off this next year. Okay, what about the year after? He's got two years left. There you go. That's that's the that's the big issue here. It's just it sucks. It sucks from so many standpoints. It sucks from a personal standpoint. It sucks from a financial standpoint. And it just sucks for the and an NHL standpoint because you're going to see all these guys getting bought out. And it, it, it imagine imagine he knew about this months ago. He could have got signed to another team by now. Yeah. And now and he's screwed because all these teams are like, okay, we have our plan to exactly probably trade it. some guys to sign. And now, that, now he's yeah. left. In, it's like you buy him out so late and it, it's not, I don't think it was a personal thing against Shattenkirk. I'm sure they really liked him. I'm sure he's a great locker room guy. It's just business is business. And I'm sure he understands that, but I'm sure he's very upset. He still gets his money, but he's not playing for anybody. It's wow. It's sad.
1: What? And now now I got Devils fans going back two years and liking tweets where we congratulate Kevin Shattenkirk on signing here. So very mature, Devils fans. Very, very mature. Um, well, you know. I just want to say – Little brother. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy uh, P.K. Subban. Enjoy that contract in a few seasons. Enjoy that. A few um, seasons. And, Try this yeah, season. Yeah, enjoy. So um, regardless, Kevin Shattenkirk is a guy who honestly – I wish him all the best. I'd like to say that on here before we continue this. Like, I, I loved when we signed him. Yeah. I think he's a- still a player that has value. I think he's still a guy who can be a court a power play guy, maybe quarterback a power play somewhere in this league. But mm-hmm. past that, yes, he has regressed. I understand that. And I get it. But the thing that puzzles all of us is why the Rangers are seemingly valuing Stalin
2: Smith over Kevin Shattenkirk. It's not, it's I think I think this mind. is the issue, Russ. When you brought Kevin Shattenkirk on- into the fold, the Rangers were contenders. That same year, the Rangers decided to sell. And it's just a really bad situation because, you know, he got hurt. It's like, oh, you can't really blame him for this. He had a leg issue. He decided to admit it. He got surgery. Everything's hunky-dory. But you, when you lose such a defensive guy in Ryan McDonough, and now you're relied to do the heavy lifting on defense, when you're you've never been that guy, you've never been that guy in the NHL, and now you're like, oh, everybody says the defense sucks. Like, yeah, because the defense sucks. You know, you see – and who – again, who's going to guess that Brendan Smith is, has that drop-off? Like, like, when we when we traded for him, everybody loved him. He fought. He played great defense. His back check was fantastic. He was great in the playoffs. And then you sign him to to a four-year deal, and now Now, now what? you see what happens. Now you see and what happens. But who's going to predict this? You, you can't. Can. No one has that foresight. If you have that foresight, he's not getting signed. It's simple as that.
1: And I would like to point out, um, I'd like to point out that my friend Joe Cal on Twitter, I'm giving him a shout out right now. Just tweeted this out. Um, Smith needs to be sent to Hartford, and if Stahl is expected to play any significant role instead of a six-seven defender, that's going to be the issue. So if they do have a plan here, and they mm-hmm. do plan to bury some deals, and they plan to limit Mark Stahl's role here, sure, great then I can understand things, but man, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow in 2021 if they want to make some moves and they're hampered by that six mil. So looking at it that way, I mean, it's tough. It's really tough to see what the logic was here, what they want to do going forward. But you just hope that you, you hope that this season, this works out, they save the money. They have the roster going into the season, no more crazy moves. But the thing you have to worry about now is Chris Kreider. And this is the problem here. This is the real issue because as much as I love the guy, I don't want to see like a loot James Neal extension here because I understand the people that like Chris Kreider. I like Chris Kreider too, but the guy is 29. You don't want to sign this seven-year deal that by year
2: three looks like garbage. That, that's the thing because he's going to be asking for that because he's going to take the comparisons look i want the james neal contract i want the milan Lucic contract he can even compare himself to rick nash it's like look i'm i'm this power forward i'm the the driving force i'm the fastest guy on the team i have all these plays i want to make a rapport with the guys but that's the issue you have no more guys left to that you had a rapport with you have mark Stahl, and that's it everybody else is gone so you can't, you can't just say it's like – you can't just like, oh, he was great for us. He almost scored 30 goals. Isn't that great, Russell? He almost scored 30 goals almost, for a almost, forward yeah. that's supposed to be on the first line? 30 goals is great. No, it's not great. You can't keep saying, oh, he's going to break out. Oh, he's going to break out. He's not breaking out. He's declining. It's as simple as that. He hit his ceiling. It sucks that he, they, the, he his years were wasted with uh, Tortorella and AV. It's just it, – that's, that, 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 that's what happens. He can go on another team. He can go on a team with a fantastic center and another winger. And he can play great for the next three years. But he's not worth seven years. He's not no, worth what I everybody thinks really, he's
1: worth. Really, really hope that it doesn't come
2: down to that. There has to be an, there has to be another. There has to be, and if there, there has, isn't, yeah. if there isn't, then I think we're in trouble.
1: And I'd like to end this on a positive note here, saying that hopefully Gordon and JD have an idea. They know what they're doing, and there is other moves in the works because everything else they've done this summer is with such great foresight. I feel like this isn't a move they would have done if they didn't have another idea of what's coming down the road. And I keep seeing the likes coming in from Devils fans. Yo, let me tell you something here. I'm going to go a little off the cuff
2: for a second No, no, no. Here. Don't go off the cuff. Don't give them the satisfaction, no, no, no. Wait. Give me one second. Give me one,
1: one, one word here. One. The clock is ticking, Devils fans. Is Taylor Hall going to stay? <gasps> Maybe instead of liking tweets from two years ago about Kevin Shattenkirk, maybe you should worry if Taylor Hall wants to stick around. That's all I'm going to say on that. Anyway, like I said, positive note. Hopefully they do have something coming. Hopefully there's another move going on in the background that this is a precursor to. So, Kevin,
2: yes, go ahead, man. I think we're going to see one of two moves. In the next week, we're going to see either Chris Carter get traded or we're going to see Brendan Lemieux and Tony D'Angelo get re signed. Or they're at least going to get their qualifying offers. And the reason I say that is because you have to stay 10% within the cap. So that's 81.5 million, 10% of that, 8 million. So you can't exceed 8 million above that. So the Rangers were kind of near that. These guys get one to $2 million deals. You're over that limit. You can't resign these guys. That's why we probably saw the Kirk buyout—the only chance to really get rid of that cap. It might not happen this week. It might not happen next week. But those guys are getting resigned. And if they don't get resigned, if Chris Kreider is still here, and there was a waste of a buyout and that huge cap hit next year, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't fit the bill, unless unless JD had a huge problem with him unless you know there were some issues that we don't know about or maybe it was just straight up there's too many right-handed defensemen it could be anything but russell huh wish we had better news me too i wish we I wish, it I more wish that like reason. as we're doing this something crazy happens and it's like oh this is what this is the reason this is the whole point but now it's not looking so
1: what what do they do now what do they do now? Where do the Rangers go from here? Well, it seems the roster has been solidified now. And it's solidified, I say, as, you know, there will be battles in training camp for certain spots. But for the most part, we know who is going into the season on this team. Now we know Kevin Shattenkirk won't be a part of it. And honestly, man, I still, I still, I don't know. I have, I feel for the guy. This really was a lifelong dream of his to play here. And I would have liked that at the end of his deal, if they could have somehow kept him on and a lesser deal in a little lesser role. To maybe help like be a veteran presence for a cup contending team down the line, but it just wasn't meant to be. And sometimes you have to make these hard decisions, and at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. So that's I mean. Is. Guys, we kind of got a little crazy this episode. I
2: apologize for my I know. Emotions, right, yeah. thing, I know emotions a, are running high you know, rated uh <laughs> event. But you know, emergency podcasts. Our yeah. emotions language. are running high,
1: but you know, guys, it's we we want the rangers to win and this is seemingly just a confusing thing that they have done this summer um but we'll see down the line what this team
2: and at this to do. at this point it's still not official even though everybody's reporting on it yeah
1: i mean the because rangers have a chance played.
2: that everybody got some <laughs> bum information and like maybe this guy got fired and he just threw out some information just to you know take you know stick it to the rangers but i have
1: it. Yeah, it's probably – I mean, look, we're going to see the news come down officially, I'm sure, soon enough. Um, well, let's hope Gordon and J.D. have something else cooking or else. This move is just a really, really huge head scratcher. Please do not sign Chris Crowder to a seven-year deal. Anyway, <laughs> guys, <laughs> good night. Let's go Rangers, as always, and we will talk to you guys again around the Traverse City tournament.
0: Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called, Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at, is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW, Monday Nitro Watch along, and we take a look back at Triple H and his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.